Welcome to Rise and Thrive with Sam. I'm your host, Sam Jones, a women's online health and fitness coach, bridging the gap between building your dream body, optimizing your health, and finally taking control of your life so that you can become the best version of you. I've helped hundreds of women do just that, and it's time to share my tips, tricks, and industry-leading secrets with you. So let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome back for another episode. We are continuing our holiday and winter wellness series here where we are focusing on holiday related episodes or things that are going to set you up for success through this, you know, winter months. Before we get into today's episode, I did want to remind you guys to download your free copy of the Holiday Survival Guide, which is just a resource to help support you through the holiday season. It has tips that can help you navigate to stay on track. It has healthy but tasty side dishes that you can take to your holiday events. It has three low-calorie cocktails. It has three low-calorie mocktail recipes. So lots of goodness for you guys in there. So you can grab that with the link in the show notes. And today we are talking about your immune system. And I know this isn't as fun and holiday-esque as some of the other ones, but I think it's important to talk about because we are unfortunately getting into the thick of winter, whether we want to admit it or not. And, you know, the holidays are coming up and the last thing you want to do is be sick for the holidays, right? So I figured getting this out ASAP so you guys could support your immune system prior would be awesome. And, you know, if you guys follow me on social media or you're a recurring listener, you do know that I live in Mexico. So for me, it's a little bit different. But for all of you guys in the US and Canada, it is pretty much snow season, right? It's been cold. The weather has been crappy. It's dark early. It's dark late. And you guys are pretty much getting into the nitty gritty of this cold flu and COVID season. So wanted to bring you guys some easy to implement tips for supporting your immune system so that you can take care of yourself this winter. And hopefully you don't have to miss out on any of the festivities. But before we dive into that, let's talk about what our immune system is, because I think a lot of people don't really have a full understanding of that, and it's something we hear a lot about. So our immune system is a pretty complex system that involves the whole body, and we have two separate parts of it. So we have our innate immune system, which is more of like the outer layer in our armor. And this is going to include your physical barriers like your skin and your mucosal membranes. So you have those in your eyes, your nose, your throat, your gut, and that's kind of protecting, you know, the outer layers to not let any of the bad guys in. And then we also have our cellular level, which is part of our adaptive immune system. And this is going to include all of our cells, right? So like our T cells, for example. And this is the part that creates the memory in your body. So that way it remembers what you've had before. So that way, when it comes again, it can fight it off stronger and more easily. So when you're exposed to that bug again, like you don't feel as crappy for as long and you have a faster recovery. So those two parts to our immune system. And studies show that 25% of our immune system is attributed to our genetics, but the other 75 is actually made up of our lifestyle and our environment and things that we can control. So that's pretty cool that 75% of our immune system can be positively impacted just basically on our choices. So that's why we're going to talk about all this stuff today that you can control. So let's start by diving in with some preventative measures. And I know you guys probably want me to dive straight into the supplements and you're like, Sam, just tell me what to take. And when it comes to our immune system or honestly, our health or our fitness goals or anything in general, supplements are always the icing on the cake. They don't really make that much of a difference if the lifestyle factors are not in check and where they need to be first. So I'm going to save you some money and I'm going to save you some time of not needing to go buy out the entire supplement store and share some things that we can focus on first to lay the foundations because honestly, implementing supplementation when you don't have the groundwork laid 
it's, it's not going to do that much or make that much of a difference. And I see this a lot in, you know, fitness as a whole when it comes to fat loss, right? People don't want to do the exercise. They don't want to eat healthy. They just want to, you know, take a fat burner or a, a gut supplement like a greens powder, right? To get rid of bloating. And it's just kind of like backwards. It's like, no, you need to heal your body first. So then that way the supplement can actually do what it's supposed to do and provide that added benefit. So the first thing I want to talk about is exercise. So getting regular, moderately intense exercise has been shown to improve your immune function. And we want to exercise consistently, but we don't want to fall into the habit of overtraining or under recovering from those training sessions. So rest days and eating enough food are crucial to maintain a healthy immune system. So when I say like regular exercise, like yes, you want to be moving your body, you want to get out for walks, you want to get steps, you want to be doing your weight training, right? We want to be doing all of these things, but within moderation and within a program that makes sense. We don't want to be going balls to the wall, weight training, lifting as heavy as possible seven days a week, but we don't also want to completely neglect weight training and, you know, count your exercise as just your standard sedentary 5k steps a day, right? So making sure that you have that balance of regular, moderately intense exercise, doing your weight training a couple days per week and, you know, hitting a pretty healthy step goal of like eight to 10k steps can be a great uh, place to start to shoot for. And then we have our nutrition, right? And I think our nutrition sounds like it's pretty common sense, but not eating like a dump truck all the time and supporting your body by getting all of your essential nutrients it needs to stay healthy and function optimally is going to do wonders for your immune system because if you're not getting the nutrients that your body needs, it's not going to function properly. Your bodily functions are going to start to suffer and part of that is your immune system, right? So we're going to talk a little bit more about cortisol, you know, later on, but if you're chronically under eating, that means that your body's not getting the fuel that it needs from an energy balance standpoint. And then you're going to be constantly stressed out. So your body is going to be putting that energy towards bringing down the inflammation and managing the cortisol instead of supporting the immune system, right? Then also when it comes to the quality of your foods, if you're eating a bunch of packaged, processed, you know, calorie dense but not nutrient dense foods your body isn't getting the nutrients that it needs to support the immune system to be able to you know let it do its processes so making sure that you're eating enough and you're eating the right foods will definitely you know really go a long way and taking care of your gut is really really important because like we mentioned earlier part of your innate immune system is these mucosal membranes and the biggest mucosal membrane in your body is your gut your gut contains something called secretory IgA, uh, and this is where your gut health is going to have a big impact on this because if your gut immunity is low, that's also not going to be very good for your immune system, right? And your gut, as we know, is huge. It ranges all the way from your mouth down to your rear end. So we really want to make sure we're taking care of the gut tract and the immune system within it. So this is going to come down to eating good quality foods and making sure that you're not getting a ton of inflammation in there. Eating lots of gut supporting foods like foods with pre and probiotics you are eating good quality foods to support good gut bacteria and not eating a bunch of foods that are going to trigger immune situations like you know things of sensitivities or inflammatory causes that are going to cause the gut to you know have red flags and then we also want to eat seasonally if possible. So eating more warming foods in the winter like soups, stews, roasted root vegetables, our body really likes and our gut really likes in those winter months. 
The next thing is going to be supporting your vitamin D levels naturally. So getting 20 to 30 minutes of barrier-free sunshine exposure per day. I know this is very hard in Canada and in the northern states. It is dark until later in the morning. It gets dark earlier at night, right? You're at work in the middle of that. So it can be challenging and I understand that a lot of the time the sun isn't even out. So just getting actually like light exposure, like daylight exposure can be helpful. This is going to look like getting outdoors a little bit more, going for an intentional walk, breathing more fresh air, even just opening your window, like letting your window fully be open and letting that fresh air and that daylight come in can be helpful. Vitamin D is essential for immunity and it also helps with mood for those people who struggle with seasonal depression, right? So making sure that we're getting sufficient vitamin D is really important. The thing with vitamin D is that so many people are deficient in this. I was reading a study by the National Institute of Health that showed that actually 70 to 90, anywhere from 70 to 97% of Canadians are deficient in vitamin D, which is ludicrous. That's like almost everybody, right? And then I saw another one, a study in the States that 42% of Americans are vitamin D deficient, right? And obviously in the more Southern states, there's more sunshine and stuff like that. So it's a little bit of a different climate in part of the US, but you know, to have up to almost half of your population in one country and like the majority of your population in another country to be vitamin D deficient is wild in my opinion. So this is why it is really important to make sure that you are getting sufficient vitamin D. And if you're not supplementing it, which we will talk about when we get to the supplements. And then sleep, right? Uh, sleep is something that is so overlooked when it comes to our immune function and our health. Getting seven to nine hours of quality uninterrupted sleep per night gives your body time to recharge and recover and really support your body's needs so that way it doesn't get worn down, making it more susceptible to getting sick. A study done by the University of California found that people who slept less than six hours per night were 4.2 times more likely to catch a cold than those sleeping seven plus hours per night, which is crazy, right? Because how many people get six hours per night and are like, yeah, it's good enough, right? But making you 4.2 times more likely to catch a cold, like, you know, for one extra hour of getting seven plus, I'm going to say it's probably worth it. And if you find that you're losing sleep during this kind of busy holiday season, you're staying up late for parties, you have a heavier workload, you know, you're trying to get more done before you're taking time off for the holidays, do your best to improve sleep quality and sleep longer on the days that you can, right? So maybe that's like going to look like six and a half hours during the week. And just really try to improve that sleep quality by improving your nighttime routine, making sure you're winding down, you're getting off of blue light at a decent time, you know, taking uh, supportive sleep supplements like, you know, magnesium, having a chamomile tea, and just really prioritizing your bedtime routine so your quality of your sleep is better. Also having good sleep hygiene, right? So sleeping in a room that's of a reasonable temperature, not too hot, not too cold, making sure that it's dark, it's not very loud, right? It's nice and quiet. You have a comfortable bed, you have a comfortable supportive pillow, all that kind of stuff, right? You're gonna have better sleep as long as you're supporting all of that. And then on the weekends or days that you would do have the, the extra flexibility to sleep a little bit longer, make sure that you're prioritizing that. 
because sleep is really the foundation of good health. If you're not sleeping, this is where the snowball starts to perpetuate in a lot of other areas of your life. Because if you're not sleeping, you're probably going to be more stressed. If you're not sleeping, you're probably going to have hunger cues that are messed up. So maybe you might not be eating properly, not eating enough, not eating the right foods. You're going to be grumpy. You're going to be moody, right? And you're going to be less likely to want to take care of yourself. Next up, we have stress management. So chronic long-term stress runs down the body similar to a lack of sleep, like I just mentioned, and compromises your immune system. So with raised cortisol levels, the immune processes, especially the adaptive immune system that we talked about a little while ago is impacted because the body is preoccupied with reducing the cortisol and the inflammation in your body. So it's no longer focused on like going and attacking and fighting that bug or that virus that, you know, whatever is happening within the body to cause the illness. It's first and foremost focused on the inflammation and this like constant stress response of your body being in fight or flight all the time, which is why you get sicker. And then your body, because the immune system is not taking care of the problem, that problem is getting worse. It's spreading more. And that's why it takes you longer to get better, right? So really making sure that you support your body's immune system system through stress management is very important. And this can be done through a regular stress management practice, right? So when I say stress management, I don't mean practicing self-care like doing a hair mask because while yes, that is some form of self-care, that's not nearly necessary. That's not necessarily a stress management tool, right? When we're talking about stress management in this scenario, we're talking more about regulating your nervous system and things that are going to help relax the body more and get you back into that rest and digest mode, right? And focusing on getting your body back into its parasympathetic state. So this is going to be activities that are calming, regulating like breath work, meditation, restorative yoga, going for a low impact walk, and just being really present in the moment of what you're doing. And any form of healthy emotional release. So like journaling, talk therapy, and activities you genuinely enjoy doing that make you feel happy when it comes to stress management. Going for a power yoga class or, you know, maybe like going to do a workout might feel like stress management to you, which while it is mentally stress relieving, right, there's definitely positives and benefits to doing those things. It's not going to help with the regulation of your nervous system and to help reduce the physiological stress that's going on within your body. And then less scrolling, right? Like a lot of the time we don't really think of scrolling through social media as something that's super stressful, but it really is because it is really messing with our dopamine receptors and it is, you know, keeping your your body in this state of constantly comparing yourself to others and lots of blue light exposure and really there isn't much of a benefit to endless mindless scrolling. So, you know, making sure that we're replacing that habit with something else can be really helpful. And then next we have limiting alcohol and sugar intake. And I know that this one, especially this time of year, is really hard because we have all of these holiday parties, these gatherings, these things that we're going to, and you want to be able to enjoy and you know participate and have a great time. And this is when focusing on the 80-20 rule really comes into effect. So if you listened to the episode where I spoke a lot on how to prepare for the holiday season and how to, you know, the must do's to avoid burnout and weight gain through the holiday season, I talked a lot about the 80-20 rule, right? And setting your expectations from a mindset perspective. So this is able to be applied in the same way, right? Like really making sure that 
you have your ducks in a row the other days of the week where you are not going to some of these parties or these events or what's pre-planned to have some of those indulgences so that you know those other days of the week you are getting the nutrients that you need you are you know making sure that you're eating enough food and you are not overdoing it with the refined sugars and the alcohol, right? Because if you're eating healthy 80% of the time, that other 20% shouldn't really be compromising your immune system that much as long as it's in with as long as it's within moderation. And then lastly, before we get into some supplements for preventative measures, we're gonna talk about hygiene. And good hygiene is important when talking about the immune system, right? You guys have probably been told for as long as you can remember in the winter, make sure you're washing your hands with soap and water, warm water, making sure it's for at least two to three minutes, right? I probably don't really need to tell you this, but this is another thing just to consider that, you know, make sure you're doing this on top of your regular routine. Okay, so now what you guys have been waiting for probably is the supplement section. And before we dive into these, I do want to preface this by saying this is just general educational information. This is not me telling you specifically what to take for you. And I think that, you know, if that is something that you were looking for, a more customized approach, please feel free to reach out to me. I do not also recommend starting any, you know, completely new regimen without running it by your doctor, especially on your own. So with that being said, the first thing I want to talk about is zinc. Uh, Typically 30 milligrams per day is what's recommended for immune function and zinc citrate can be helpful for this. And it hasn't been found to have any interactions with any other medications, right? So this is something that's relatively safe for pretty much anybody to take because if you're taking like other supplements or other medications, it's important to look up like if there is any counter reactions with those before taking them. However, zinc does not have any listed interactions with like any drugs or any other medication at this point and the thing with zinc is that you can get this in a ton of different forms like capsule tablet powder Uh, but the best thing is going to actually be to you know make sure that you're getting some in whole foods too so you know while obviously eating food isn't necessarily a supplement I did want to mention some of the foods that are high in zinc and these are going to be oysters good quality red meat and pumpkin seeds are a couple that are you know pretty common for people to eat and then also when you take your zinc taking it with quercetin can be very helpful because quercetin actually helps with the uptake of zinc into your body so basically helps helps to improve its efficacy by making it more potent to be absorbed better. And vitamin D is going to be our next one. We have already talked about why it's so important to have sufficient vitamin D levels, right, for your immune system and your mood regulation. And we talked about how so many people in North America are deficient. So this is why it's important to get this checked. If you are suspecting that you might be deficient, you can go get this tested through your doctor or on your own. You can pay for it. I believe like most labs do it where it's anywhere from 30 to about $70 from the research that I've done. And when you get your lab results back, if you are doing it on your own, typically the optimal healthy range is between 60 to 80. And most of the people in like the functional natural health space, holistic health space that I've spoken to have told me that they would like to see that at 80, right? So if you're below 60, 
definitely supplementing vitamin D is going to be important. But if you're below 80, like in between that 60 and 80 range, you can supplement as well. Typically 2000 IUs a day is the normal serving size for somebody who is just supplementing it regularly. However, if you are deficient and you're below 80, you may require anywhere from three to 10,000 IUs per day. So this varies per person to person, right? So you're probably going to have to get a customized plan from somebody and, and work with a professional for this. And typically with vitamin D, I like to take the drops or the spray. Uh, They tend to absorb better and be more effective when you're using it in the liquid form opposed to a capsule or a tablet. And then the last supplement that I have here for, you know, honorable mention for immune function right now is colostrum and this really supports immunity of the gut so I'm currently taking this right now because as you guys probably know I did a GI map recently and I've talked about that in a couple other episodes and my gut immunity came back actually really low so I am taking this to help support my gut immunity and this is something that I just take in a capsule form So now preventatively, we have a little bit of an idea of how to support the immune system broken down into exercising, nutrition, sleep, stress management, getting natural vitamin D and, you know, controlling your environmental factors, limiting alcohol and sugar intake and the supplements that you can take. So now let's chat a little bit about what you can do if you do start feeling under the weather, right? If you are already sick and what you can do to help clear it. I think a lot of you guys with young children, right? They are coming home from daycare and they are bringing in all the germs. Or maybe if you work with the public in like a public setting, you are somebody who's getting exposed to a lot of germs too, right? So, you know, typically you can tend to feel when you're starting to feel a little bit under the weather, you feel a little bit more tired, a little bit more cranky. Maybe your throat starts to get scratchy, you have a headache. So these are some of the things that you can start to do right from that moment to support your immune system and to recover more quickly. So the first and the four, so first and foremost, you are going to want to rest. And I know this sounds so silly, like you're like, that's common sense. But if you think about the past, you would have been prescribed a week's bed rest as your solution to being sick, right? Like that would have been the treatment. But today's society, that concept is completely gone. Like everybody is go, 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 go mentality. We maybe, like maybe if we're lucky, take one or two days off work, which we're still at home probably trying to get other stuff done just to go right back to work, right? So I think that, you know, being able to accept that you're sick and scaling back a little bit and actually taking the rest that you need like actually giving yourself permission to just go to bed and do absolutely nothing for a couple days is going to be one of the best things that you can do to get over sickness ASAP. And then the next thing is going to be your nutrition. So as much as you may not have much of an appetite, you just like, you know, you don't really want anything other than bread. You just want to eat all the bread in the world. (laughs) You need to get in essential nutrients, right? And this can be great, especially with warm foods like soups and stews, adding in warming spices. So this is going to be the herbs and spices like ginger, turmeric, chili, garlic. All of these have a great effect when you're sick because they act as a circulatory stimulant. So pairing that with good hydration will actually help to flush pathogens out of your body. And garlic has been shown to be really efficient for fighting off bacterial infections as well. So this can actually be really great for secondary infections as well uh, when your body is feeling weaker, right? Due to a viral infection. 
Another thing that you can do to help, because, you know, like I said, you're probably not going to have the most appetite, is having smoothies that are nutrient loaded. So if you are not feeling like you have a huge appetite, you can easily pack a ton of vitamin C, like fruit, veggies, all of that in a smoothie with some protein to keep you full, satiated, and get you lots of nutrients without feeling like super overwhelmed and full. Next, we have hydration, right? And again, this is something that I think like we think is common sense, but I don't know how many times I'll have a sick client and I'll ask like, are you drinking lots of water, having lots of fluids? And they're not, right? Because they just don't really have that appetite. They're tired. They're just like not really focusing on any of that kind of stuff. So making sure that you're staying hydrated, drinking at least three liters of water a day is really important. You can add in vitamin C powder, electrolytes, right? To help retain more of that water, as well as bring in some nutritional value there with the, you know, emergency or vitamin C type packets. You also want to make sure that you're eating lots of vitamin C rich foods, right? So this is going to be your bell peppers. This is going to be your oranges and your citrus fruits, kiwis. Those are three of my favorite to get lots of vitamin C in naturally. Canceling social plans, right? Like even if you still want to go, I know it sucks, but going out to social plans, giving like mental and physical output to doing that social output, it's going to drain your battery. Plus you're going to be more likely to get all those people around you sick. So making sure that you are saying no canceling plans if needed, if you are feeling under the weather, because a lot of the time, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this. I have many times where I can feel it. I know that it's there. I know that it's coming. I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting sick. But there's an event I really wanted to go to. And I'm like, man, I don't want to miss out. I'll just, you know, take it easy and I'll come home early and go to bed. You go to the event, you do not come home early and you do not go to bed early. And then you wake up the next morning feeling 10 times worse, right? Especially if alcohol is involved. So making the responsible decision to say, we're going to have to reschedule and, you know, taking that night of rest is going to be all the difference. And I know we talked about before in preventative ventures that exercise is very supportive of your immune system, right? With the right moderation and making sure it's consistent, but not being overdone. However, when it comes to being sick, you actually want to reduce your workout intensity or just like not work out at all and take extra rest days because exercise, like I mentioned earlier, is a physiological stressor on the body. So if your body is already stressed the F out because it is fighting off a viral or bacterial infection, right? Adding extra inflammation and extra stress on the body is not going to help it. So this whole idea of like sweating it out, like especially in the first 48 hours really isn't applicable. If it's been, you know, past two days and you're feeling significantly better, like maybe at like a 70, 75, 80% recovery rate, then you can go and, and do a light workout, right? Like, like I said, reducing the intensity is fine, but on that first 24 to 48 hours, it's really crucial that you scale back and you rest. So making sure that you are taking an extra rest date if needed, or like really scaling back on that intensity, maybe just like going for a walk. And same as when we were talking about the preventative measures, right? When you're sick, I did just mention wanting to stay away from alcohol. Alcohol definitely weakens the immune system. So having alcohol when you're sick will definitely continue to perpetuate that illness to continue. 
as well as refined sugars, right? So I made a joke with talking about nutrition saying that like you probably just want to eat all the carbs, but it's true, right? Like we we feel like we want to eat that comfort food because we're sick and we don't feel good. But by just eating that comfort food, like bread, pasta, like all these refined sugars, it's actually just going to continue to prolong your sickness by weakening the immune system. So this is why it is so important to have the nutrient dense foods in there and the things that are going to be supportive, like soups and stews and warming spices. Chicken noodle soup is another great one. Lots of the vitamin C rich foods that we talked about before. And then lastly, we're going to talk about supplements, right? So everything that you were taking preventatively that we mentioned in the preventative section can be continued into the management or kind of I guess treatment section if you are feeling sick there are a couple other things I wanted to mention as well that can be beneficial and usually increasing dosages of of those preventative supplements like vitamin d zinc quercetin uh, can be beneficial when you have an acute illness as well so you know these aren't things that I'm going to give you specific amounts for because you know in a podcast like this it doesn't make sense but if this is something you want to learn more about please feel free to dm me But um, on top of that, having elderberry can be really helpful. So you can take this in a syrup form or they have elderberry teas. They have tablets that you can put in water. Also taking echinacea can be very helpful too. This is a holistic herb like supplement that also supports the immune system. And then lastly, I want to mention, which can be a little bit intense. Uh, it tends to be something that can be a little bit hard to get used to do and also can sometimes feel a little bit hard on the stomach. So you definitely want to make sure you're not taking it on an empty stomach, but oil of oregano is so amazing for so many different things. It is an antimicrobial, so it will, you know, kill a lot of bacteria and infections and stuff like that. And, you know, this is something that Phil actually introduced to me, my boyfriend, you guys probably know Phil, but um, he introduced to me when we first met and it was something that, you know, as soon as he got sick, he started feeling an illness coming on, he would take this. And, you know, he felt like it was something that within the next day had really helped and cleared up a little bit. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And I started doing it. And anytime, I use it now I feel like my as long as you're taking it in the beginning right you're catching it early I always feel like whatever I have clears up within that 24 to 48 hour range so you know the the evident quote-unquote evidence and data behind this is a little bit skewed like sometimes there's studies that say that it helps and some that say that it don't but from anecdotal evidence you know I personally think that it's something that helps for sure so you know it's worth a try And then before we close this up, the last thing I wanted to talk a little bit about is supplement quality, right? So, you know, we already talked about how supplements are just the icing on the cake and they are not necessarily, you know, the answer, the be all end all to improving your immune system or for any issue that for that matter, but the quality of the supplement will also make a really big difference, right? So typically you don't really want to be buying your supplements at a grocery store or a drug mart, right? Like shoppers, drug mart, um, any of those type of places, buying your supplements from like healthy planet is going to, or like a health food store definitely carries higher reputable brands that are of better quality. So just, you know, doing your research and making sure that if you are going to invest the money and put something into your body, understanding, you know, what it's made out of, if it has any fillers, what the brand reputability is like, and also just knowing that Typically, whole food 
is always going to be the best way to get vitamins and minerals, right? And nutrients, like eating it through food first. And then supplementing extra through liquids is going to be the next best absorbed. And then powder mixed with water. And then after that will be capsules and tablets, right? So just making sure that you're also investing in supplements that are going to be absorbed the most efficiently. So if you can find it in a liquid form or a powder to mix with water form, that's usually going to be better than taking it in like a coated capsule. But guys, I hope you found this helpful. As always, please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions at all or you want to learn more about any of this and you want to learn more about how to implement it into your life. My DMs are always open. And I really want to just thank you guys for all the support this year. I can't believe this year is coming to a close. It is absolutely wild. But, you know, I started this podcast and after being really scared to do so and wanting to do it for a while, and then I finally got up the nerve and you guys have been so supportive of and you know have given me tons of amazing feedback so I'm looking really forward to taking this into the new year and growing the podcast and continuing to support you guys with tons of valuable education and content and if you did like this episode as always please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to and I'll see you guys in the next one